Hello, and welcome to another episode of Mike M's Weekly Reads. Um, today, it's Friday, the Friday before the Memorial Day weekend, which I'm looking forward to. Um, I, I'm not looking forward to, in a couple hours, I have to go get my shingle shot. Uh, I'm old, and I need the shingle shot. I've family members too have gotten the shingles and it doesn't look like no picnic so uh might as well get the shot to help me uh, avoid that situation but um yeah I, I came home early i, I tried to get my shingle shot early that rather than my appointment time because my wife recommended it and they said no it's a two-hour wait i said i'll just come back at my appointment time and uh and then came home to a bill for my annual physical and i'm not supposed to be billed so i have to deal with that now it's all age shit it's like your physical and your health like your yearly health exam and your blood work are supposed to be cost free and paid for via insurance and uh they billed me and i'm sons of bitches so uh, I have to deal with that, figure out what the hell's going on. I have the worst luck with things like that, like colonoscopy. They billed me for the anesthesiologist because they coded it wrong. Like, my wife never has those problems. I always have them. I don't know. They probably look at my name, Michael Myers, and say, oh, fuck with this guy. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I went to the comic shop today. Didn't have much in terms of my pool. Um most of my stuff, like I said, you know, 85 to 90 percent of my comics, maybe probably more. I, I'd say 95 percent of my comics come from DCBS. So um, <clears throat> it's just that 5 percent. There, there's usually a weekly spawn because we've got a weekly spawn coming out now and uh, I get all the covers. So there were three of them and uh, I get my Batman's the main titles detective and batman there and amazing spider-man and a few others um the wonder woman titles i get there and i don't know onesie twosies ice cream man a couple others but there wasn't a lot there and i was uh not in the mood to back issue shop so i just wanted to get in and get out and uh start the holiday and um I've been more, <clears throat> I've been trying to cut back, <clears throat> sorry, but um, I'm not having too much success, I, I, I came under four digits, and, uh, but not significantly, <clears throat> so I'm still having a like a collector's anxiety about cutting out the epic collections, and I don't know why. I should just do it. It's not going to kill me. Um, and then looking at the new previews, um, I, I don't have them in hand yet because I get those from DCBS. They should be arriving either Saturday or Sunday. Or maybe because of the holiday, they'll arrive on Tuesday. I don't know. I didn't check yet. I usually arrive on Sunday, like clockwork, but um, 
we'll see because of the holiday if if it throws a, a kink and a wrench in that um i also need to send dcbs uh email because i don't because i qualify for a bunch of free comic book day books and i haven't gotten any of them except for the marvel and the dc stuff and maybe one or two independent which is really weird so uh, I'm beginning to think they're going to say there wasn't enough in stock or something like that, and I'll get shafted. But it's kind of a bummer because there was at least five of those books that I really wanted. Um, one of them, I always like to get the Valiant uh, yearly free comic book day just because I'm a completist. And then there was a couple of ones that were original material that I wanted. So there was about six books that I'll be out of. The rest of them I just signed up for because I could. But, um, yeah, that was a bummer. But uh, I got to send them an email to see what what's happening there. Because I, I think I've heard my friends say that their shipments were arriving and had the free comic book day books in there. But they get a lot less quantity. So they might only get five choices and they might pick Marvel and DC. And those are the ones I got. So I don't... I don't know what the circumstances are. I'll have to ping Rob and, and, and see what see what, what's happening. Did he get his free comic book day books? But um went to the comic shop. Uh nothing really happening there. Um there was a couple people in there. Um one guy brought his a military buddy in there to, to show him what a comic book store looked like. <laughs> uh I know Ed's I feel bad for for Ed's because he's got a Clayton Crane signing on Wednesday and I really don't think he's got the room and I really don't think he's got the clientele to show up for it but uh we will see I know I'm not going I I, I I'm not a big into signing and then they charge for the signatures and I'm like ah, I don't care but uh <clears throat> I've never been into that I, I know people who are but I, I just never been my uh, thing. So I have no back issues like I did the last time to talk about. I do have a purchase that I'm paying in, in payments, kind of like a layaway, because there were two expensive books. There were Silver Surfer uh, 3 and 4. 3 being the first Mephisto and 4 being the famous Thor Silver Surfer cover <clears throat> that are really expensive. And uh, there were a couple other books in there, miscellaneous, but they were a lot cheaper. So I told myself I wouldn't buy any other back issues until my layaway plan, I got one more payment, is, is done. And then I've paid those off. <clears throat> and I've been looking to buy more expensive versus quantity. And I'm usually quantity over more expensive. And... Uh, for one thing, it's less space and it has more capability to retain value. Um, and I want them to complete like holes. So I think a lot of the focus is going to go into like, instead of sheer quantity, it's going to go into quality. But uh, we will see because you know how I am, a squirrel. <clears throat> and I uh, cut back my Kickstarters. I still am getting um, some of them. I I I, uh, I still I really like that Marcel Dupree stuff from Evolution Comics, 
and uh, I I want to support him. I know he's on the cusp of not. He always just barely makes his numbers, but his books are really quality. Like the if you follow them and get them, I always get them as a Kickstarter. They're very timely. The artists that he get are way better than most art companies have. Like they're way above Zenoscope, way above uh, <clears throat> Valiant. Uh, you know, a lot of companies, and uh, even m- most Marvel and DC, in my opinion. And he writes really good stories uh, that that I like to read. So I, I keep on supporting him. He does about two books a month. Um, so if he keeps at that rate out, I might keep doing it. But everything else, I'm kind of like, I'm tempted, but it has to be really something special. <clears throat> I like Kickstarters, but they are expensive, and it's an easy thing to cut. And plus, I haven't read a lot of them, so it's like, god damn. So uh, let's get into uh, listener questions. I have two because uh, Dallo must have listened to uh, the episode where I said I have no more questions. And uh, he listens to my podcast, which I appreciate, uh, and always provides thought-provoking questions that make me think, uh, not always for the good. Uh, Some of them make me realize I spend too much goddamn money instead of enjoying what I'm already buying. But... uh, We'll see. So he asks, uh, do you use DC Universe Infinite? The answer is yes. If so, does reading the books mean you don't feel the need to own them? Uh, that is not true yet. I hope I hope eventually it, I could say yes. But uh, the app is like six months late. It's not as good as Marvel's because Marvel's is every three months. It almost seems like by the time I get to the book, or anyway, it's already out. But um, I, uh, I have always said this, and I, I might you might have missed it, but uh, it, when it comes down to things, DC is the core of my collection, and it's the core of what I love. So cutting DC is almost like my last priority it should be the first though because i could read a lot of it digitally uh part of the app um i do use the app mostly for my comic book podcast called dc spotlight with kyle uh we have a survey every uh other week and uh we pick i pick two he picks two and then we spotlight whoever wins that survey and then we pick two current comics but because most he gets most things he does get some things physically but uh most things he has digitally through the app so we pick some books in there like the last time we picked swamp thing and uh we just marathoned and i usually save my digital i read my digital content like easier at two in the morning like in the middle of the night to because I always, I always get up. Like right now, I'm, I'm reading some Defenders, which, goddamn, I love the Defenders. I heard Rob talking about issue 50, and I wanted to revisit like when Giffen was uh, uh, doing the artwork, 
but um, his art, with the exception of the covers, is obfuscated by the inker, which makes his art not look like his art, but the covers look like his art. And I'd rather have Keith Giffen art because it looks more Kirby-esque. And the inker that's doing it is a famous inker, but he's probably doing it to make it look more Marvel style. So, uh, like, if I look up Defenders, um, I go to around issue 50. Actually, I can start at 45. The inker's Claus Jansen, so he's like a, a big-time inker. But I don't like his inks over... over uh... Oh, Jack Kirby's the artist. That's why it looks Kirby-esque. So what I'm looking forward to is the next, uh, when he's got some different inkers. So um, he gets a different inker in 47, 48. Let's see who it is in 50. 49 is Mike Royers. So that's that would be interesting because he inks Kirby. And 50 is the one that... Uh, uh, Rob was talking about on his podcast, and that's got Dave Cockrum, Keith Griffin, Mike Royer, and John Targaloni. So it's going to be an interesting uh, see how these different inkers affect uh, Keith Giffen's artwork. I thought they were Keith Giffen covers, and they're not. They are. Uh, um, Ed Harrigan or Jack Kirby. The ones I've been reading now are Jack Kirby, and that's why I thought it was Keith, because Keith mimics Jack Kirby. And I'm almost getting to the Moon Knight issues, which uh, I'm excited for. And I didn't realize that Ed Harrigan looked a lot like Kirby, because he's got some really nice covers. Let's see, who did 50? Who's the cover artist? George Perez is the cover artist for 50. Oh, that's 51. I'm sorry. For 50, it's uh, Al Milgram. Yep. 51 is George Perez. And at that point, he's. it's hard to tell it's George Perez and what he evolved to. It looks... Like uh, typical Marvel, and and they they had the house style, so you know everybody was kind of drawing the house style, um, and maybe it was more an influence over the inkers who were inking the covers. So um, yeah, but uh, let's let's get back to your question. Your your question is, if so, does reading the books mean you don't feel like you need to own them? No, I'd rather own them. If it was any other company, like Marvel, I'm I'm trying to strip down the Marvel into the bare bones of what I want to collect uh, physically and just enjoy them on the app um, because they have everything on the app with the exception of Conan the Barbarian. They have all the Star Wars stuff and every other Marvel title. The only things that, that seem to miss the the mark or anything with Conan because that's one of their licensed properties right now and they're losing the license. 
So if you want Conan, it'd be good to get him physically. Um, <clears throat> he asks, uh, what is your weekly average reading time and how many does that equate to? I'd say four, five hours of reading time total um, usually equates to about 30 to 35 books. Uh, when you retire, how much extra time do you think you'll be reading? Um, I'll probably read, if, if everything goes like my Saturday, which is my favorite day of the week, and uh, I don't increase my podcasts, and I still podcast on Sunday, I would like to do that four hours every morning. Uh, well, four hours every day, four to five hours every day of reading. Uh, probably an hour in the middle of the night, because it'll just be, I, I, I don't expect my night habits to uh, change where I read in the middle of the night. <clears throat> so I'll, I'll probably still read digitally in the middle of the night and then in the morning uh, get up and uh, read some physical stuff, um, take dog out for walk, and then uh, start reading. Uh, and then start my day. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how... Man, we put a wasp trap out there. God dang, they've got a lot of wasps. I can't imagine how much we'd have if in the yard if we didn't put that out there. <clears throat> and they uh, look pretty pissed off. But uh, So, yeah, those are good questions. I expect uh, five hours a day of reading. <laughs> But uh, I expect to do a lot of other things. Um, I expect to go back to school. I, I want to take art classes. I expect to get like D's and F's because I suck. But uh, I'd like to learn, you know. And w at that point, I've already done my career. I don't give a shit. Uh, so, yeah, I have nothing to uh, lose. Um so that might take some of my time. I, I'd like to learn to play guitar. That would. Pl uh, I like to hike. That'll take time. We'll take trips, but that'll be I don't know. Um, two to three a year, uh, depending on when I retire, I guess. So uh, yeah, I hope to get a lot of reading in there, and uh, hope to read like. So so like if I have my weekly reading material um i hope to also read start making dents into the collected editions i have which i haven't made too much dents into which doesn't make sense like why i buy so many they're just so beautiful oh gosh so um on that note i hope you all have a great memorial day weekend and uh I will be back with some weekly reads after I uh, tally them up. All right, let's do this. I'm going to try to do three weeks. Uh, I noticed over time I'm getting lazier about taking notes, so uh, bear with me. <laughs>
So uh, this is the week of uh, March 7th through uh, March 20th. I think I combined two weeks there. Yeah, I probably did. So it really is not that impressive. I thought it was, but it's not. And I, I think a lot where a lot of uh, um, stuff is going, I mean, where my time is going, the free time that I do have, well, most of my time is work. Work and sleep, right? And then uh, the other time is uh, streaming and uh, exercising. And then everything else goes into reading. So what is this? Like some of these I don't even remember. I'm going to have to go to IMDB just to look this up. That's how much I don't remember things. Some of these things I watch are like I they have weird titles and I don't ever remember. And this was lowly ranked too, so what's this called? Wild Faith. What is this? Why did I even watch it? Wild Faith. Let's see what this is. It's from twenty eighteen. Oh, yeah, this was not good. <laughs> but uh, where did I see it? I think I saw it on Amazon. We watched it at my parents' house. It wasn't totally bad, but uh, it wasn't totally good either. Um, in terms of budget, it was really bad. But uh, I guess in terms of a story, it was pretty good. It just came to a three out of five, but what Wild Faith is, it's about a, a Civil War soldier, and he lost his wife, and then decided to take care of a African-American family, and she used to be a slave, and her kids, and they get caught up in, like, this uh, train scandal, and there's a like a uh, carnival circus type traveling thing on the train and there's a tiger that's killing things and it's kind of crazy it actually sounds like a story called savage circus out of heavy metal but uh, it's not quite that good savage circus is really good but that's what that was i gave it a three out of five uh the, uh, the four out of fives i gave the deep house don't know where I watched this. It might have been Amazon or or some of the other services. Um, but what this was, it's was a foreign film, but I watched it with dub. And uh, I, it might have been a uh, Bloomhouse movie. But uh, what this was is uh, this couple likes filming like they're they're to be married, but they. Uh, they're not married, and the guy's kind of an asshole. He puts other things in the priority, and the girl is kind of like more grounded. And they they kind of do these YouTube videos, and they think they're he thinks they're going to be rich off of you know getting views and getting commercials and all that stuff on YouTube. And uh, they go to all these exotic ghost towns, and they try to find ghosts and stuff like that. And they find, I think it was in France, they find a a guy there that tells them about a house that's underwater and that's haunted 
well, they go in their snorkeling gear and they go underwater and let's just say one of them only comes back alive. So it's one of those horror movies. I saw uh, Red Dawn, the uh, new make. Uh, I've seen the original, like, I don't know, at least 20 times. But uh, this is the first time watching the new one, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, it's very similar plot, different situations, but uh, it was good. Uh, the four out of fives, uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. We're actually uh, going to probably knock it out this weekend and finish the final season of Always Sunny. And then the last four out of five was The Batman, which I, that was the first time I watched it. I did see it a second time. Saw the first time at the theater, the second time HBO Max. And I thought about it more, and I'm like, what do I really like? What What's like turning me off with this new film? And uh, I know what it is for me personally. It's the way it's shot. Uh like the Batmobile scene, looking from the back. Like, I just hate the direction. So I, I would say the reason I don't like it is not the plot, although it's I think it's over. It, it's not edited well. They, they added way too much into it to make it a huge film, which is usually okay, but in this term, there was, it took some of the, the things that make you want to go see a sequel um, out of play because they show you too much. In my opinion, and this is coming in at a time kind of where I am desensitized to superhero stuff. Uh, I'll always go see them, but it doesn't really always move the needle in a different direction. I'm entertained, but uh, I'm not blown away. It has to be something special for me to just just absorb and say I love it. But uh, what I did love was 1883 uh, on Paramount+. Plus. This was the prequel to Yellowstone. And that's where my time sink. Matter of fact, uh, <clears throat> we're watching Yellowstone a second time. We started with my parents and uh, almost knocked out on watching it a second time. And I thought, well, oh, I'll read in the background because I've already seen it. And I got sucked right into it again. I, I absolutely love this western of how the duttons get to uh oh uh, is it oklahoma no it's uh montana <clears throat> uh, oklahoma is where uh, reservation dogs takes place which is another show i'm taking uh watching on uh it's on fx but uh i watch it on hulu i'm gonna take a drink here mm -hmm. Seems like I got a lot of phlegm. <clears throat> I don't know why, but I do. That week there were, well, actually two weeks because I combusted it. I thought I was like, oh, this is a pretty good week. It's not. I must have spent too much time uh, watching TV. But uh, I had 37 comics for those two weeks. Uh, one Titan, two Sky, uh, 23 Marvel comics, which is good. Uh, four IDW, two High Impact, three Chaos, yeah, Chaos, one Broadsword, and one Adventure Comic. <clears throat> so uh, Adventure Comic was published by the Malibu, uh, but that was the subframe of what the comics, the, the 
they had a lot of different comics published under them and adventure comics was a line so the three out of fives we had venom number five this is the the brand new series uh i said i just don't know what i just read but i it could be i was digging ram v and then al yungi switched on up on me and i was, what just happened <clears throat> this book felt like a creative jump in the direction and it didn't seem like it was the same like you could tell it wasn't the same writer and i was liking Ram V and then Al Ewing came and Al Ewing was like it's like hit or miss I never realized it till I like absolutely love Immortal Hulk and then I read a couple of his X-Men and they're mediocre to me this to me and then I read his sword and it's like uh that one looks like he's forced into a situation writing something that and uh it caught caught up in events that book is so caught up in the X-Men event, the uh, Venom event, <clears throat> so much. Um, but I think that's what hurts it. We have Death of Doctor Strange Avengers. This was the weak point uh, in in the title. I, this one I could have done without with. Uh, takes place uh, when the Avengers need Doctor Strange's help, uh, but find out he was murdered. Uh the title itself is a five out of five, but some of these titles on the edge, uh, not so much for me. Uh, Torg number one, I read this because this, uh, actually this was Torg number two. I don't own Torg number one. That's a misprint. Torg number two is the first appearance of Spawn in an ad. So uh, this the, the story itself was a 3 out of 5, but it's the Tharkshold are invading Los Angeles and building a bridge to this dimension. Two humans and one female alien try to put a dent into their plans. This is also the first drawn appearance of Spawn in comics. It is shown as a monthly subscription service from Malibu Entertainment. We have uh, the next 3 out of 5 is Hulk 1 through 4. Uh, this is the new series. It's the Donny Cates one. And Ryan Otley. I thought I'd like it more. But I... It's it's very weird. Like... There's something I don't like about it. But uh, we got Bruce Banner is flying the Hulk as a spaceship through the multiverse of Earths. Um, I, I think what I'm finding for me personally... I know people love Donny Cates is I'd rather read his independent stuff than when he's doing Hulk or Thor. And, and, and remember that I haven't read a lot of Thor that he's done, so um, I kind of left off with Jason Aaron. I, I need to go... I'm buying it. I haven't read it. I should get caught up so I could freaking start this event that's going to cross over. We have Lady Death 4, The Crucible. This is from Chaos Comics. This is a 4 out of 5. Lady Death goes to help Asgard and finds out she has a Viking background. She also loses one of her best friends. Morgana X, drawn beautifully, black and white comic from Sky Comics. Uh, number 1 and one, number 1 special edition. Um, the art is amazing uh she is a hired assassin set in the distant future unfortunately this was supposed to be a series but sky comics did not last very long 
another publisher that didn't last very long jazz number two and three this is from high impact uh, any other high impact fans out there i was enjoying it this is a bad girl comic if so this ever uh get conclude i hope this ever i wonder if this ever gets concluded another title because three is the last issue jazz and uh mordred uh take on white zombie and blondage what a name huh uh, China comes in to save the day, but there is no conclusion. Uh, unless somebody out there can tell me where it is, I'd like to read it. Uh, Warrior Nun, Ariel. This is uh, Antarctic Press. Uh, first print. I just bought it. It's the first appearance of Warrior Nun. Uh, what drove me to buy this as a key book is I love the Netflix series, and I bought this after the Netflix series. I didn't have it originally. Uh, so after enjoying the Netflix series, I had to have the first appearance of Ariella and Shotgun Mary. This issue did not disappoint. It was really good. We have Iron Fist, The Heart of the Dragon, 1 through 4. Someone is after the power of the dragon uh, in everyone. Uh, Daniel loses his... Chi, chi, uh, Iron Fist when he saves the world, so he loses his chi, and that leads into the next series, which is Iron Fist number one. The Swordmaster saves uh, Danny, and this is the brand new Swordmaster that came with the Asian launch of their hero line, and he had his own title. But he saves Danny when he is attacked, and Danny is trying to figure out how this kid got his chi he's got his power the power of the dragon uh we'll figure out in the, the current series that's the current iron fist we have amazing spider-man number 75 through 78 78 beyond 50, 79 and 80 ben tells peter he's going to be spider-man for the beyond corporation and is taking the trademark later they battle the ufos and peter is taken to the hospital and goes into a coma Ben takes on Morbius and gets bit, uh, but the corporation, uh, he gets bit by Morbius, uh, but the corporation removes the virus. It's got the special Daughters of the Dragon issue, uh, art is spectacular as they are working for Beyond, but also in cahoots with Spectrum, which is Monica Lebeau, also a former Captain Marvel, and uh, she went by something else. She's gone by like three or four names. Uh, Craven is hunting Ben and pretty much gets the best of him until he draws Craven to the Beyond Building where he barely escapes. Take another drink. Cowboy Bebop, <clears throat> number two. Uh, number one kind of just was setting the place, but two was really good. A four out of five. Excellent issues. The crew lands on a moon. Where the gases cause you to always be in a blissful mood. Why would you ever want to leave? They are still after the guy with the vest and find another vest on this planet. Um, I wouldn't know. I bought this series after, like it was pre-solicited, because I had just watched the Netflix series, the live action, and fell in love with it. And uh, then I started watching the cartoon. I didn't finish the cartoon. I, I really enjoyed the live action. The cartoon was like, uh, I went in the opposite order, so I'm the opposite of everybody else. You got Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose, number one. Raven Hex wants to kill in the name of the witches that were killed throughout history. Her sister Tarot has to stop her with the help of Skeleton Man. 
uh, two poor dudes <laughs> that were smashing pumpkins. Not the band, but they were actually smashing pumpkins on Halloween. For fun, their lives were destroyed and they became pawns of Raven Hex. Uh, chastity, number one. Chastity has to leave her abusive father and she wants to pursue theater acting in London. Broke, she gets a job as a punk rock roadie and falls in love with the singer. When getting drumsticks, she is bitten by a vampire and some mysterious woman is teaching her about vampirism. That's from Chaos Comics. We have Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man. This is the Howard Makey series. Uh, now get some Lee Weeks on Spider-Man. Spidey takes on Cletus Cassidy. Carnage was removed from him by Venom, so it was a pretty easy task. Aunt May finds out MJ's plane crashed and finally gets to tell Peter when he returns. This is when MJ is believed to be dead. <clears throat> five out of five. Devil's Reign number four. The Kingpin sends assassins after the kids of the Purple Man. From IDW, these are five out of fives. Devil's Reign number four. Popeye number one through four. Uh, Popeye and the crew go looking for a mate for Jeep. That weird-looking creature, and Bluto tries to stop them. Olive is courted by an actor who is after pictures under her floorboards, but she doesn't know that. And Popeye is the jealous boyfriend. Popeye must train Wimpy to box in a fight for his life. Poppy must Popeye must uh, help a monarch defend his kingdom. <clears throat> These are from IDW. And I'm really enjoying them, but I read them on the Comixology app. I don't even know if I own them. I think I might. But then I, I, I know I didn't complete Popeye. I like started buying it and then didn't, didn't uh, continue. We have Halloween number one, Michael Myers from Chaos Comics. Man, Chaos Comics did not mess around when they got the Michael Myers property. They used Tommy Doyle to flesh out Dr. Loomis's time at the hospital with Michael Myers, and it was fantastic. Highly recommend for fans of the film. This was published in 2000, <coughs> and it involved uh, one of the creators that was in Halloween 4. <coughs> we have Death of Doctor Strange 1 through 3. This is my 5 out of 5. Doctor Strange is murdered. And calls upon his past self to find his killer. So there you go. 37 comics for two weeks. That's pretty bad. But let's get into a weekly one. This is March 31st through the 27th. Start at the bottom. Um, we have... Something's wrong there because I already talked about the what I watched. So... Somehow I like merged. I got the days wrong and I don't know what happened, but it wasn't pretty, whatever I did. But um, I already mentioned the Batman in 1883, so I'm not going to talk about them. They must have carried over. There were a total of 24 um, comics, or 34 comics. Uh, there were two Xenoscope, two Vault, three Image. Uh, 18 DC, one Dark Horse, one AD, AWA, five Antarctic Press, uh, one Ahoy, and one Aftershock. We'll start with the three out of fives, and I didn't take a lot of notes. This is a horror and horror comics from Antarctic Press, four out of five, four and five. Um, this was a three out of five. 
it's my least favorite. You think it'd be my best because it's horror, but uh, by far Jungle Comics is my favorite of their anthology series, and then Planet Comics, and then Exciting Comics. Even though Exciting Comics is really good, and then Horror Comics is kind of last. But uh, I don't usually write down notes for each anthology series. There's usually three stories in each anthology. Sometimes it just follows one in horror comics, but most of them have three stories. We have uh, Cross to Bear from Aftershock. I'm trying to remember what this one was. Let me look at the cover. I know this is a, a period piece, but I gave it a three out of five. Yeah, I didn't take any notes on this one, but I know it ha it's like happens in the 1800s, which thinks it would be like Western, which it is, that I'd like it a little bit more. Oh, no, that was a 4 out of 5. The 3 out of 5 is E-T-E-R from A-W-A. This is a, about an alien hospital underneath a regular hospital, and nobody knows about it. Bill Bomer liked this one a lot. I didn't, uh, so you could see how it works a lot for some, and not. I, I, maybe I just don't like alien hospitals. I don't know. But uh, we then get in the four out of fives, exciting comics six through seven. It was the conclusion of the Crimson Scorpion and had the Dark Devil story. Uh, the stories on Black Jack and Ghost were also in those. Um, Cross to Bear that was the aftershock title in the 1800s i gave it a four out of five bill didn't care for that one i liked it a lot more than he did but god bless me i cannot remember what happened in that book and then i i didn't take any notes on king spawn seven or scorched but uh king spawn focuses on you know al simmons and a boy that's raised by gia to destroy al um and it involves um, former Spawn, Jim Downing, and Mark. Um, Jim Downing is sort of recruiting Mark to betray Spawn. And that's sort of taking place in Scorched currently. And they say, who's the traitor? And I, I think it's going to be medieval Spawn because that's Mark. But uh, who knows? Uh, Clown was... Uh, messing with uh, Gunslinger Spawn, but it looked like Gunslinger Spawn, you know, betrayed Clown again. So I think it's Mark. I think it's Medieval Spawn. But uh, Scorched is the team book, and it has to do with Russia. It has to do with Plague Spawn, and uh, it has to do with uh, Soul. Um, what is his name? Soul Catcher. I just had he had just bought his action figure. I don't remember. Um, <clears throat> you got Hawk and Dove, number one through four. This was the original DC run. Hawk and Dove take take out in the dropouts. Uh, escapees from the prison go after the judge's wife and Don. Hawk and Dove hunt down the cat, and Hawk can't seem to track him down, but Dove does and gets him killed as a cop shoots him. Uh, Don likes. Uh, Linda and is trying to protect her brother from committing murder. It's essentially written, uh, you know, Ditko art, sometimes story, and uh, it's sometimes written about two brothers that 
are like light and day and they don't like each other but they have to be heroes one wants to be a hero the other one does not one's passive and one's aggressive we have blue and gold two through six beetle has to rescue booster uh with his new buggy that's like a new car buggy because the beetle the the bug is destroyed uh, Ted loses his company and funding for the blue and the gold, and now they need to ask for crowdfunding. It has the first appearances of Buggles, uh, which is Beetles' version of Skeets. He has uh, killer weapons and teleportation abilities, which actually make him a little bit better than Skeets, in my opinion. Omnizon uh, attacks Earth because she believes her father, Lord Kiff, a state claim on Earth many years ago. Uh, Buggles teleports her away. They can't buy the building to start their business, but Trixie Collins states they can use her billing. And Trixie Collins goes back to uh, Booster Gold. Um, they want to fix problems for every man for free. In the media, they were promoting their businesses and Blackguard attacks, and they defeat him. There is a visit from the guy. Uh, Rip Hunter saves them from Lord Kiff's gifts and uh amazon amazon oh omnizon by traveling back in time and preventing them from claiming earth um before rip saved them we were going to have a fight to the death that's booster and beetle uh escapees from the prison go after judge's wife and don hawk and dove what am i talking about Jamie is captured by an unknown entity. That's Jamie the Blue Beetle. And uh, they set a trap for Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. <coughs> we have uh, Planet Comics number four. I like that anthology a lot. I didn't write about any issues. This one might have been about uh, a, a character that appeared, a female character that had space adventures that uh, appeared. Uh, in the golden age and they were continuing that story so it, made, it actually made you want to seek out uh, more comics to you know some golden age to to see how that care character was excuse me so uh we then have my bad this is the uh chandelier like the light shines his light on crime. It's a comedic comedic take on the superhero medium. <clears throat> kind of folk poking fun of Batman and Robin. And, uh, you got Batman the Detective 2 and 3. Batman goes after Batman hijackers and finds uh, Henry Ducard, the manhunter who trained him. They shoot him up, but Batman takes him to the hospital. The next issue shows the relationship with Bruce and Henry and the training sessions and when Bruce gets arrested uh, for murder of Henry Ducard. So I like this a lot. It was Tom Taylor and I'm going to need to take a pause here. Sorry about that. But uh, then we had Gunslinger Spawn. Gunslinger Spawn number five. Uh, this kind of was dealing with... Uh, the gunslinger spawns squaring away with the clown and the clown not wanting to the clown's super powerful in this one kind of wipes this uh kick 
nearly kills um, Gunslinger Spawn because he's got the, at this time, the Clown and Violator are separate. And Violator looks like, um, what is that giant beast in Return of the Jedi that Luke has to defeat? I, I forget what the Rancor, it's actually in the Mandalorian as well. He looks like that because um, he's huge in terms of size, but he does look like the Violator. We had a lot of 5 out of 5s. We had a Possessive from Xenoscope, 2 out of 3. The Ghost falls in love uh, with uh, the drunk artist. As they become friends and eventually have sex, he has, has sex with the ghost. His career becomes successful as an artist. This is... Then soon his ex-wife wants to get back together and all hell breaks loose. This is by Adam, the, the kid from the kid that does the Goldbergs, Adam Goldberg. We got uh, Cloaked, number one. This is sort of like a Batman and Robin, a Dark Horse book. Loved it. A really good book. Um, they're trying to find where this guy went uh and uh this detective is hired to try to figure that out um he's paid a lot of money uh he does he's reluctantly takes the job but uh it's trying to find out where this vigilante went and they start off with his uh sidekick and uh, uh this character did not treat his sidekick very well yeah, that's from Dark Horse Comics. We have Joker 8 through 13. It's been a fantastic series. Uh, Vengeance saves Gordon and wants to learn... Vengeance is Bane's daughter, by the way. Wants to learn why Gordon wants to kill Joker. She is after Joker because she was programmed to kill them. She is a clone grown from Bane and programmed by Dr. Frederick Baum Bluebird. Fe Frederick Baum. Bluebird tries to help... Kelly escape with the help of Orca, and Punchline is trying to kill them. So that's the backup. Oracle is working with uh, Penny One to find out why the crazy family and the Court of Owls want the Joker dead. Vengeance and Gordon head to the island to take out Joker, but he is with Dr. Bomb of the network and he uses some shutdown words to shut vengeance down. There's like some words he could say. He wants to create more villains and cloning the Joker now. The daughter of the crazy Texas Chainsaw family uh, and take where am I? Chainsaw family uh, where do I kills Doctor Bomb, who also sells the clone meat to cannibals which that's pretty sickening um that sawyer wants vengeance on the joker because their uncle billy was killed on arkham day she stabs gordon and takes joker as they're going to eat him he is able to call his daughter and they save his life punchline gets revenge on arca and bluebird goes gets kelly there is uh, issue 10 and the annual about Barbara getting crippled and the backstory on his son, who was also crazy. Punchline's brother is being manipulated for the trial by a guy 
to help with the guy who is in the royal flesh gang. Barbara and Penny One try to set up a plan to replace her father to work for the Court of Owls, but they, they are uh, on to her. Gordon, with the help of Bullock, negotiate the safe return for his daughter. Punchline prepares for her trial, and she is expected to get off because of Kelly's testimony is not enough. Uh, Bane is not dead and working with the Court of Owls to kill the Joker. The family is going to barbecue Joker when Vengeance shows up. Bane stops Vengeance from killing the Joker. Uh, Cullen, who's the the brother to Bluebird, um, goes on the stand and Punchline is found not guilty in the trial. So, wow, that was a lot. And uh, so good. Um I, I, I'm not doing it justice. It is really well drawn, well executed, and you're on the edge of your seat and you just want more. Uh, we got One Star Squadron. This is uh, Heckler, Red Fox, GI Robot, Power Girl, Minuteman, and others uh, work for Red Tornado in a hero for hire type book. Red Tornado saves a man who is gangbuster, you know, from the Superman shield days who seems to have lost his memory, the corporation they work for wants Red Tornado out of the picture and have Power Girl run the company for some unknown reason. Uh, we then have Dead Box, which is a lot... There was a lot of uh, books by this creator, uh, Mark... What is his name? Uh, why can't I think of his name? He's my favorite writer in the world, and my brain is dead. Let me just... Mark Russell. God damn. So uh, you got Dead Box 1 and 2. Uh, this is by Mark Russell as well from Vault. And this deals with a... Like a video box. Like a... I forget what they're called. The Red Box. I think they were called Red Box. This is called Dead Box. And it used to be big in front of grocery stores. I think they're all phasing out. Um, I haven't seen one in a while. But uh, that that was where you'd get your DVDs now that Blockbuster's not there. And Netflix is going directly to streaming. I don't think they do the CD option, DVD option anymore. They might. But anyway, these boxes would appear in front of grocery stores, Walgreens, and whatever, and you get video. Well, this takes place in a weird town, and there's a video box there, and nobody's ever seen these movies and it's about people renting these movies and what they're doing to these people. But it's really, really good. Highly recommended. Uh, I think the book has been delayed, though, because I, I read one and two, and I don't know if three's even out. <clears throat> so uh, let's do the last uh, set. This is for March 28th through April 3rd. We have four out of five TV shows, Lock and Key Season 2, a uh, really good season. There should be a Season 3. Uh, concerned a little bit there might not be a Season 3 because of the reorg, but who knows. Um, they announced a Season 3 to start production. We have a five out of five is Yellowstone. Uh, I, I already talked about this, how much I love it so much. Um, when I get into these series... I'd rather watch TV than read comics. Like Yellowstone in 1883, and that's where my time sink is going. 
And then I just marshal through them with my wife, and we watch two, three episodes a night. And um, it takes away some of my night reading because I fall asleep after that. We got a total of uh, 14 comics, three Virgin. Yeah, I said Virgin. Uh, five Marvel, uh, five DC, and one Action Lab. Not a lot of comics read that week because I was too busy watching Yellowstone. But uh, for the five out of the three out of fives was uh, Jenna Jameson. Yes, that porn star. She had her name to a Virgin comic, which was literally. Uh, I forget what that guy that owns Virgin Records, but uh, he launched a comic line. And he had some Garth Ennis stuff and some Guy Ritchie stuff and got Jenna Jameson to do this Shadowhunter. The covers are amazing. The art in this is amazing. The story was just mediocre, but it's sort of similar to Magic, like the Marvel's uh, um, Magic character that can travel to demon areas. The last issue I could not even finish because for some odd reason they just turned it to a prose story. They have like a picture and then four pages of text. And I was like, this ain't worth it. Like if it, if, if the first few issues were worth it, I think I might have read number three because I wanted to see where it was going. But I kind of just skimmed it. Um, I tried it, but it was not really good prose. So I read about five pages and then read the last page to see how it ended. We have Hawk and Dove number five. This was the Steve Ditko original run, the final issue. But this was a Gil Kane issue. As a friend of the judge, or the father of Hank and Don, is wanted for mur- manslaughter and he claims he is innocent. Hawk and Dove try to find out if he is and run into car thieves. During the fight, Hawk is injured and Dove loses his cool. They find out that a friend of the family is guilty. Hank recovers in the hospital. And there you go. Then you see their adventures in Teen Titans. And then you don't see them until Rob Liefeld's series. Oh, you see them in Crisis. Because I think Don dies in Crisis. And then Rob Liefeld helps create D-A-W-N, the female Don. We have uh, Ecstatic X, number one. This is the death of Eddie. Um, Causes the recruitment of a new member, Venus DeMilo. Uh, The team had to change its name and is now competing with fandom with O-Force, who is the process of saving celebrities. Death of Corkscrew, who also is a potential member, uh, killed by Dupe after he killed a bunch of uh, horses. Um, That was a weird story. But uh, this is a series I hadn't read, even though I read X-Force that led to X-Statics, which now leads to excellence. But um, this is really good. Four out of five. We got blue and gold number seven. The team takes on a a Nulliflex, and uh, Beatles' drone kills him. Uh, Nullifex. Teamed up with Jaime, they ask him to join Jaime, and he refuses because he wants to become his own man. We have Strange Academy Presents, The Death of Doctor Strange, number one. This was a four out of five tie-in. 
with the death of Doctor Strange, the school temporarily dismisses the students because of a spell cast by Doctor Strange to protect the kids of Enchantress. The sorcerer from Weird World takes one of the sons promised to him by Enchantress for an artifact she desired. Enchantress and her son to the rescue. Sorts out about... Shorts about what the rest of the students are going to do with classes dismissed for a time. Amazing Spider-Man Volume 2. This is the Howard Mackey. Uh, Peter gets a mysterious phone call that leads him to believe that MJ is alive and in Latveria. Spidey heads there and teams up with the father and daughter who are starting a rebellion against Doom. Peter Parker, number 14, this is also Howard Mackey. Uh, Aunt May has a reception to mourn the death of Mary Jane. Peter is still does not accept it and uh, battles the Hulk because he blames him for crashing MJ's plane. Digger, number four, from Action Lab. This is a great series. Uh, I read five already, and there's so many, many open threads, and it was like the last issue, and you're like... Well, what happens now? Uh, is there going to be another five-issue arc in a few months? Or is Action Lab going under because of all the lawsuits? But uh, Digger and his assistant take on a Viking ghost. Meanwhile, the villain who is planning on building, o taking over the c cemetery kills another innocent. And that's with the open thread that doesn't go anywhere in five. Like, on five, it only focuses on the two... Uh, D grave digger uh characters who are fighting a mummy monster and they're not getting along and it shows like their relationship but it doesn't show anything about this guy that's trying to take over the whole town we have double edge omega this is a chromium cover book uh, that i picked up this is a story this story was cool and now i have to see god alpha this is where the punisher kills nick fury because he was brainwashed by Lockhart to think Nick killed his family. Scorpio, Nick's son, takes over S.H.I.E.L.D. The 5 out of 5 is Batman the Detective 3 and 5. I thought I already talked about those. What happened? Oh, it should be 4 and 5. I talked about 3 and 4. Or th 2 and 3. Um... Batman the Detective, just kidding, get better and better. Uh, we got the new Knight and Squire, Equilibrium, and the European Alliance of the Bat. A fantastic story by Tom Taylor with awesome art by Andy Kubert. Also had Henry Descartes, who trained the Batman. Highly recommended. I uh, liked it a lot. So that wraps up this episode. You've been listening to Mike M's Weekly Reads. Uh, hopefully I did some catching up for... I'm already in April, uh, even though May's, I'm two months behind, but uh, I'm crawling in. Uh, if I do uh, another one during this long week, then I'll be in really good shape. Um, but I, I don't think, I'll, telling you this, I'll never be caught up. I keep striving for it, but I don't think it'll ever happen. But uh, just to summarize the five out of fives for those four weeks, uh, we have Batman the Detective, four and five. We have Possessive from Xenoscope, Cloaked from Dark Horse, Joker from DC Comics, One Star Squadron from DC Comics, Dead Box from Vault, 
And the last five out of fives were Devil's Reign from Marvel Comics, Popeye from IDW Comics, Halloween from Chaos Comics, and Death of Doctor Strange, one through three. So there you go. I want to thank you for listening to Mike M's Weekly Reads. You can reach me at mike at comicbooknoise.com. That's my email. You can tweet me and send me questions like Dallo, who's cool, uh, at Mike Myers Brunch on Twitter. I'll be glad to bookmark them and save them for a few episodes. I'm now out of questions officially again and uh, request that you drop me a line again. Uh, And... uh, you can find this at geekbrunchpodcast.com and also go to Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button and you can follow these episode threads there and even provide a comment if you choose to do so. You can even send questions on Facebook. I'll be able to see them. So thank you for listening. I hope you have a great Memorial Day weekend and uh, take care, everybody. Bye.